Is Dylan Cease officially washed up? What's Ellie De La Cruz's outlook heading into the fantasy baseball playoffs? Join me today as I talk about keeper cut players heading into this weekend on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. As you can see, I'm riding solo tonight. My brother, Matt Arnay, has the day off. But if you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, I would truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. Also, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes to the channel. Also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And lastly, but most importantly, subscribe to us on the subtext website. It's a one-on-one in-depth personalized experience through text messaging on subtext. You get alerts right to your phone with prospect call-ups. We've had a couple of those recently. You would have got those right away to your phone. Injury alerts and just much more than we can offer in this 30-minute podcast. And guys, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets back guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. And Locked On Fantasy Baseball fans, we have a fully loaded episode for you today. As always, let us be your team seeker weapon as we talk keeper cut players heading into the fantasy baseball playoffs. And guys, uh, you know, this is the time of year. You know, I keep throwing out that term, trim the fat. And you really you have to at least consider it in deeper leagues. You know, it's a different circumstance. You know, you, there's not much out there on the waiver wire. But in leagues where there is a lot out there on the waiver wires, you really got to consider making these moves because it's the difference between winning and losing. And you really don't want to be, you know, stuck riding this guy just because you drafted him high and stuff like that. I, I really think, you know, you have to consider moving on, especially from some of these players. And I'm going to walk you through a few of them today. And if there's any specific players you guys have questions about, once again, join us on subtext. You have 24 seven access to Matt and I, and we can answer those questions in more depth on subtext, but let's get the show started. Let's talk about Dylan Cease and boy, oh boy, has Dylan Cease been putrid of late through his last 30 days, his last 29 innings. Cease has, 33 strikeouts and 807 ERA and a 197 whip. And, you know, going into the year, Matt and I weren't really, we started tampering off of Dylan Cease. I think we both had him outside of our, you know, top 10 starting pitchers where, you know, a lot of people were very, very high on him coming into this year after his, you know, monster season last year. And it's just, it's been a tough season. I'll give you even Cease's numbers on the year, 28 starts for Dylan Cease. 491 ERA, 148 innings. And through those 148 innings, he has 71 walks, 176 strikeouts, which is nice. And the whip is a 146. I mean, last year was, you know, a career high. Everything went right for CC. I know he left a lot of runners on base last year. A lot of those runners, unfortunately, have scored this year for him. So it's just a tough ride with Cease. I will say this his next two starts 
look like they line up against the Kansas City Royals, who are 1-9 in nine in the last 10. They've been absolutely putrid again outside of a hot Bobby Witt. Not really much going on there. You know, um, MJ Melendez has come back down to life uh, and, uh, I mean, come back down to earth and not much more going on there. So I would at least consider throwing Cease out there if I'm, I'm in a desperate situation in those deeper leagues. But if you have other options out there, you can definitely also consider benching him. I mean, fortunately, I'm not a Dylan Cease owner, so I don't have to make that call. But if I did have him on my team and I'm heading into the playoffs in a tough matchup, it's really, really tough for me to consider throwing him out there. Unless I have some guys that are going to put up strong, you know, ERAs and whips to supplement Cease's potential blow up. He will get to strikeouts. Win potential is not very high. So the strikeouts is really the only categories that he's going to help you in. So if he's your main source of strikeouts, you can consider riding him out there. But if you want to maintain ratios, I really wouldn't mind putting Dylan Cease on the bench heading into, you know, the playoffs next week. But let's move on here. Let's talk about this next guy. Let's talk Andrew Abbott. And Andrew Abbott, just another guy that has really, like, slowed down of late. He started off like a house on fire, was really, you know, monstrous through his, I think, like first like six, seven starts. But since then, he's really tampered off. I'm going to give you his last 30 days, uh, 23 innings, 28 strikeouts, 608 ERA, a 173 whip for Abbott. He's 73% owned right now. He's a guy probably rising up my drop meter uh, as well. Honestly, he gets the Cubs in his next outing. After that, he gets St. Louis. St. Louis is a better matchup than the Cubs. Cubs have been, you know, pretty strong, you know, here through um, the season. Really surprised a lot of people. So with that being said, they're 7-3 and three in the last 10 the Cubs are. Uh, Abbott's not – he's not blowing anybody away anymore. They're not, he's not fooling anybody. This fastball is not really great. Kind of relies on that, you know, um, breaking stuff to really get him by. His ERA is a 3-3-5 on the year. His FIP is a 3-9-4. FIP is fielding independent pitching. If you're not, you know, familiar with it, it's just kind of an ERA indicator. Tells you where the ERA should be rather than where it is at the moment. So with Abbott, you know, if you, if you got a hot guy out there, if you got a Cole Reagans or, you know, somebody along the lines of that, I really wouldn't mind dropping Abbott at this point. And, you know, um, the, the next start is at home in, you know, um, Great American Ballpark, you know, Great American Small Park, otherwise known as and then the one in, uh, against St. Louis. Uh, after that, also at home for Abbott. So if you have better options out there on your waiver wire, I definitely would consider dropping Andrew Abbott at this point. Another guy, strikeout upside is, is pretty solid. But, you know, those numbers are creeping up on the year. He's already up to a 3-3-5 ERA, a 1-2-2 whip. So definitely somebody you consider dropping there as well. You know, like I said, this time of year, you really want to trim that fat. You want to get the hot hands into your lineup. Uh, and once again, throwing out their keeper dynasty, it's a totally different story. You definitely want to at least, you know, if you're like a dynasty league where you keep most of your team, Cease and Abbott are guys you might want to keep on your team going into next year. The outlook might be a little bit better than it has been, you know, in the second half here. Redraft leagues, uh, time to cut the bait. What are you holding on for? There's not really a reason to unless you're playing in a deep league and there's nothing out there on your waiver wire. Let's keep things pushing, though. Let's talk about Bryce Miller. Bryce Miller, another, you know, young pitcher that started off year on fire and he's kind of come back down to earth uh since august 13th he's had two decent starts but in those starts against baltimore and against houston on august 13th and 18th for bryce miller only two strikeouts 
Uh, the one against Baltimore, the whip was a little bit high. He did suppress runs in both of those outings. And then his last two, he only went four innings against a Kansas City team. That's not very good. He did have six strikeouts, gave up a bunch of runs, very high whip. And then against Oakland, he did throw six innings, five strikeouts, gave up a bunch of runs. The whip was a one one seven, so it's a little higher than you would like it to be. Numbers on the year for Bryce Miller creeping up there too. Three nine three ERA, one oh five whip, hundred and seven innings. The strikeouts are you know under a K per nine at a hundred. So with Bryce Miller, just another guy, you know, that's 78% owned that, you know, going into your playoffs, uh, let's double check his matchups there and see if they're looking good or not. He gets Cincinnati once again at, you know, Great American Small Park. And then after that, Tampa Bay. I like those matchups a little bit better than Abbott's. Uh, Cincinnati slowed down a lot of late. We got a Cincinnati red on this episode that we're going to talk about a little bit later. So it, it, Bryce Miller is an option. You can kind of ride him out there if you want to. But once again, these are just guys that are really have really slowed down. Maybe you don't necessarily have to drop all of them if you don't have a lot on your team, but you can, just, you can consider benching them, at least consider benching them. It's just a tough time of year to really make these calls. And you have to look at your team. You have to look at the team that you're going to be playing in the playoffs and try and you know level up with them if they have a lot of pitching and you don't. Maybe you have to start these guys. So just really know your team, know the matchup, and really like, take some thought into what you're doing here in the fantasy baseball playoffs. But before we move on and talk about a Cleveland guardian pitcher who injured himself, another injured pitcher, but this one is for Cincinnati. And then we have a, a really, really big name. I think I teased him at the top and it's Ali De La Cruz really slowed down of late. We're going to talk about him as well. But first I need to talk to you guys about our today's sponsor fan duel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. And guys, that is a bargain. It's from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and can be on everything. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. And dear everydayers and new listeners, we have an incredible opportunity for you to support the show and enjoy some fantastic perks along the way, introducing our Diamond Club on the Subtext website. By becoming a member, you not only contribute to the show's success, but also gain access to exclusive benefits. Get your hands on waiver wire rankings, call up alerts, injury updates, instant reactions, and enjoy direct access to us for all of your burning fantasy baseball questions. Plus, you can try it out completely free for 14 days. Your support means the world to Matt and I, and we can't wait to connect with you on this exciting journey. Join our Diamond Club on the Subtext website today, and let's take your fantasy baseball experience to new heights. Guys, last opportunity, last chance, I'm going to call it out because we're going to be doing the, you know, the raffle, which ends on September 1st. So if you're in the Diamond Club on September 1st, you, you're going to be in that raffle. Uh, hop on in. You know, you got your 14 days free. You get the chance to join us in our listener league, see how Matt and I play fantasy baseball. We've been really, really good this year. A lot of good calls. If you've been following us all year, I'm sure you're doing pretty good in fantasy. And just come play with us. We get to interact with you guys and get to know more about you fans. And it's just a good time in the subtext club. In the Diamond Club on subtext. <laughs> so, all right, guys. You know, I promised you, you know, a Cleveland Guardian, and it's another young guy. And that's sometimes what happens with these young guys. They start to tamper off, and it's Gavin Williams. And, unfortunately, Gavin Williams, you know, took a little tumble in his last one. Uh, you know, had, has the knee issue. I, I originally thought it was worse than it is. Uh, they said, you know, if, if he hadn't been at his, uh, you know, 
innings limits, they would have left him in. That's what Terry Francona was saying anyway. He said that he would have left him in if he wasn't really at, you know, career-high innings mark. But he, fortunately, he is. And Terry Francona said, hey, listen, I didn't want to risk that with this young kid because on the season he's already thrown 125 innings and he threw 115 last year. So he's not really, really far over, but you don't want to risk it with a kid that's got the talent like Gavin Williams. And he's slowed down of late to his last, um, you know, his last couple of starts really didn't look so good. He really got blown up against the Dodgers, but, you know, Dodgers are going to Dodger and they're going to, you know, hit almost everybody. But then the one against Detroit before that was pretty bad too. But before that, he had two really good starts. So um, I'm not dropping Evan Williams yet. I want to see what the word is on the injury. Out of everyone we spoke about so far, maybe besides Cease, because Cease is just, there's so much upside there and we saw it last year. But Gavin Williams is somebody I'm really holding on to at the moment. I kind of want to see the news on this injury. If it's really bad and they say, hey, he's going to miss some time, then you could cut him. But if Gavin Williams is going to be out there and pitching, I at least want to give him the chance to see if this upside is legit. Kid's got really, really, really good stuff. Very high-end prospect. Was probably one of the best pitchers in the minors coming into this year. It looks like he was lined up to get Minnesota and San Francisco in his next two. So that looks really, really good. Really, really enticing. Gavin Williams, pretty much a hold for me right now, even with the knee issue. I just kind of want to see the news on him before I say, all right, I'm out right cutting Gavin Williams. But unfortunately, this next guy, 100% drop, it's Nick Lodolo. I was super excited for Lodolo, not coming into the year, but, you know, uh, coming off of the injury, he looked really good in uh, his minor league starts. Um, but you know what? He's got that uh, lower leg tibia issue, and he has been officially ruled out for the rest of 2023. Nick Lodolo, 41% owned. Uh, he's officially a drop if you were waiting for him to come back. We've given out some really good waiver wire guys. You know, Mason Miller is on his way back. Kyle Wright's on his way back. If any of those guys, Walker Bueller's on his way back. If any of those guys are out there in your leagues, you can totally make that swap. You can swap out Lodolo and grab any of those other guys I mentioned. We might do one more stash episode this year. I'm not 100% sure. I got to touch base with Matt on that and see where we're at. So we might have some stashes for you guys next week, but it's not 100% guaranteed. Once again, if you're in the subtext club, you can ask any question on any stashes that you want, and we will get back to you guys on it literally as soon as possible. But let's keep things pushing. I have another Cincinnati red for you guys, and it's Mr. Ellie De La Cruz, Mr. Superstar himself. But he hasn't looked like much of the superstar that he was when he got first called up. But he's still been good. Like the numbers on the year for Ellie are very, very good. And let me just make this clear, you know, before before I get any hate on this, I'm not dropping Ellie De La Cruz anywhere. He is a he's a drop. We're firing up the drop meter on Ellie. It's a zero. But he's just been mediocre of late. You know, the counting stats look decent with 17 runs in his last 106 at bats, four homers, 14 RBIs, six deals. But the batting average is a 198. So he's really, you know, hurting you in that batting average department. The rest of the counting stats, as I said, aren't aren't really bad. They're not blowing you away anymore. But hey, that's what happens in the major leagues. You come out, you know, the pitchers really aren't super familiar with you, what kind of pitches you like to hit, all that stuff. And, you know, you can dominate. And then when the pitchers learn, hey, you know, uh, he can't hit low and away. He can't hit the high fastball that you need to adjust back to that and you need to learn how to, you know, adapt to those pitches that can't think you hit. You think they think you can't hit and make that adjustment. Ellie De La Cruz is somebody that can definitely do that. Adding into the fantasy baseball playoffs, he's he's in your lineup almost every day. Unless you're in like a, you know, a really shallow league, I mean, or a really, really deep league, like a 15-man or plus, or, you know, or NL only or something like that where, you know, you kind of have to keep him in your lineup. You can maybe make those adjustments and, um, 
you know, uh, th- throw somebody else in there if you need to. But at that point, you probably don't have better options. So I think Ellie De La Cruz is going to be a staple in your lineup through the fantasy baseball playoffs. You kind of have to ride the wave with, ride the wave with him because the upside is absolutely tremendous for Ellie. Uh, let's talk about that 2022 minor league season where he had uh, 121 games, 471 at bats, 87 runs, 31 doubles, nine triples, 28 homers, 86 RBIs, 47 steals, and he had 304. So that's Ellie De La Cruz's upside. If you didn't already know, and you haven't seen all the highlights of this kid, not only offensively but defense as well he's and he's a smart baseball player i don't know if anyone saw him stole home uh you know when he first got called up so he has the baseball iq i think this is somebody that adjusts and if you're worried about ellie de la cruz i really wouldn't be too worried about him because just the upside is so tremendous that you have to ride the wave with him once again drop a meter on ellie de la cruz an absolute zero let's move on to another young you know budding superstar let's talk about riley green uh, Matt and I were really big on Riley Green coming into the year, especially Matt. I know Riley Green was somebody that Matt was definitely super high on coming into the year. Another guy that's just slowed down a lot. And, you know, Spencer Torkelson, another guy that's slowed down a lot. Uh, Riley Green's last 30 days, not including today because he actually went two for five today against my Yankees. Uh, Riley Green, 22 for 100, which is a 220 batting average, nine runs, three homers, 10 RBIs, no steals. He's still hitting second in that Detroit lineup, and, you know, they have some decent bats over there with, you know, Kerry Carpenter, who's actually still been hot. As I mentioned, Torkelson, who's been up and down, slowed down again of late. Parker Meadows has looked really good in that lineup. And you got old uh, the El Mago, Javier Baez, who's kind of just, you know, kind of falling off the wagon at this point. So Riley Green, uh, I'm, I'm not – not really ready to drop him yet because, you know, he had that stretch there, you know, uh, during the middle of the season where he's really, really, really good. He had that batting average up over at 300 at some point. The runs are good. The counting stats as far as the home runs and the steals aren't really great. And, you know, 34 RBIs isn't great. I mean, 61% owned. If you have better options on your waiver wire, yeah, I might go out there and make that move. But in most leagues, I don't know if you're going to, do better than Riley Green. He had that two for five game today, as I mentioned, against the Yankees, hitting second in that lineup. So the runs are going to be good. I just wish he stole a little bit more. I know he he has the speed to do it. I just don't know if they're not letting him or what the case is there with Riley Green not stealing bases. I think Riley Green next year is somebody that you're going to want on your fantasy team because, you know, he really showed the upside this year. He was able to, you know, adjust to big league pitching after a, a down, you know, the year last year in his rookie season. He's, you know, big boy at 6'3", 200 pounds. He had a really, really good, great minor league track record. Uh, you know, he had the season in 2021, 24 homers, 16 steals, 301 batting average. So, you know, he's got the power. He's got the speed. I would just really love for him to show off a little bit more of that combo here in the majors. Going to have to ride him out. Another guy you could throw on your bench for the fantasy baseball playoffs, but just another guy I really don't think I'm dropping. If I had to fire up the drop meter on Riley Green, probably like a three if there's really like way better options out there on your waiver wire. Maybe you make that move, but otherwise I think this kid still has the upside that you want in your lineup during the fantasy baseball playoffs. Let's keep it pushing here. And this guy's actually a little higher in my drop-o-meter. It's Ty France. You know, everybody loves Ty France. Uh, last year, he made the all-star team, and he had a pretty strong year. This year hasn't really, you know, lived up to that season last year. He's been, like I said, pretty bad this year uh, in 488 at bat, 68 runs, which is nice, but, you know, 10 homers, 51 RBIs, one steal, 254 batting average. I really think he's a guy that you could feel safe dropping at this point. He's 67% on to me. That's way too high. 
there is way too many good options on the waiver wire in most leagues. You know, check out our waiver wire shows if you're looking for specific names. But I, I would I would drop Ty France and just get him out of my way. You got Davis Schneider out there. We've talked about. I really don't want to give away too many other names. We have our you know episode we did yesterday. You can go check out um, waiver wire for week 21 2.0. Check that episode out if you want specific names. But Ty France, I really think it's just time to cut bait on him. But before I move on and I give you these last couple of names, we're going to talk about a St. Louis player, you know, another young gun that kind of just, you know, I slowed down and I'm going to talk to you about a Cleveland Guardian. I got one more quick break for you guys. And thank you guys for bearing through that break. And I'm back. Like I said, I only got two more names left for you. You know, I'll try and give you a little in-depth analysis here because, you know, uh, this episode really isn't going to be too long here. Uh, I got Nolan Gorman up for you guys next. And Nolan Gorman is, you know, somebody who has so much potential, especially in the power department. But uh, he was injured a bit this year, and he really didn't get to, you know, live up to the hype the way he wanted to. But, you know, a decent season here for Gorman, 370 at-bats, 50 runs, 24 homers, 68 RBIs, 6 steals, and a 235 batting average. The 24 homers and 370 at-bats is really nice. Gorman, I think he's going to have some seasons coming up uh, in the future where he hits 35 plus homers. That's very reasonable to expect from a kid with this showing this kind of power at 23. I think he has all star upside. I don't know. I don't know if the batting average is ever really going to be great for Gorman, especially because the plate discipline isn't really good. You know, guy strikes out a lot, doesn't really walk a lot. So. I could see him being like, you know, a 240, 250 hitter in his prime, very Max Muncy-ish, where, you know, he's going to have some 35 homer seasons with, you know, some good RBIs, and he's got a little bit of speed there, too. You're talking about maybe like a 10-steal guy in his prime. The runs and, you know, the RBIs, the RBIs look nice, too. 68 RBIs and 370 at-bats, 109 games is very, very nice. Uh, it just depends what St. Louis wants to do. They need to work on, you know, rebuilding. And um, just really like play with their their young guys. Excuse me, folks. I got his teeth. Oh, sorry about that, guys. I, I had to let that sneeze out of there. I think that thing was building up on me. I I couldn't keep that one in any longer. But as I said with Gorman here, not a lot of upside. As far as dropping him goes, he's sixty one percent owned. I I just don't know, guys. Uh, he's a tough one for me. They've been moving him all over the lineup since he's been back with the injury. He hit fourth, sixth, twice, and then third on the 29th. Uh, he's He sat out, you know, uh, Wednesday's game against the South Ridge Hill. And he's one for his last 12 with two walks and 10 strikeouts in those first four games back. I mean, like, once again, I, I hate to keep saying the same name, but if Davis Schneider's out there, I might make that move. I might cut Gorman for Davis Schneider. Gorman is just somebody I, I'm, I'm not holding on to unless I really need, like, home runs and RBIs. And then you could if you could sacrifice the batting average and you don't really need speed, maybe hold on to Gorman and see what's there. But once again, this is the time to trim the fat and get the hot hand into your lineup. And I will throw this out there. I know I've kind of been saying this, but this is a kind of a different way to say it. Like, I'm not opposed to, like, a guy like Gorman, drop him for Davis Schneider going into the first round of the playoffs. If Davis Schneider doesn't do anything that first week, okay, find the next hot hand going into the next round if you make it to the next round. And I, I have no problem, drop, and especially in redraft, just dropping almost anybody to get the hot hand into my lineup because it's the hot, it's the hot hand that's going to help you win. No sense into holding on to somebody that hasn't done anything in the last three weeks that doesn't look like they're going to do anything going forward. 
uh, and just say, hold on, oh, maybe, maybe the upside. It's not the time to do that. It's the time to get these hot bats into your lineup. And, you know, if you stay here with us on Lockdown Fantasy Baseball, we do waiver wire twice a week and we go in depth. We give you, you know, usually about 10 names of guys that we think, could, you know, help you that are hot. And add those guys. Just play around with the lineup. You know, take what you need out of those guys. We give you guys every position. We give you guys power guys, speed guys, runs guys, RBIs guys, average guys. So, you know, just take those names and get them get them into your lineups. But I have one last guy for you here, and it's Andres Jimenez. Somebody I was, you know, I'm my bold claim, one of my bold claims of the season was that Jimenez was going to be the best second baseman in all of fantasy baseball. And boy, has that one fallen flat on its face. <laughs> yeah, listen, we hit some and uh, we, we miss on others. So uh, Jimenez, 60 runs on the season, 12 homers, 49 RBIs, 22 steals, 234 batting average. And the Guardians just weren't as good as anybody thought they were going to be. And Jimenez has really slowed down of late, too. I'll give you the last 30 days for, you know, Andres Jimenez. Uh, 13 runs, three homers, nine RBIs, five steals, 237 batting average. Uh, kind of just time to trim the fat. He's 76% owned. That's way too high. Uh, trim the fat. Unless you really need, like, steals and um, runs. Uh, you know, he, he could steal the bags. As I mentioned, I think, what did I say, 22 on the year. Uh, yeah, 22 steals on the year. So if you need the speed and maybe need some runs, the guy that's hitting high in the lineup, yeah, you could keep him in his. But there's a lot of uh, – he hasn't even been. They moved he, They moved him down. I, I think he was hitting second for a while, but it looks like he's hitting fifth. So I honestly – Probably out of every all the bats on this list, besides Ty France, I think Jimenez is probably near the top of you know the line the line of dropping for me. If I had to throw out a drop a meter number on Jimenez, I'm talking probably about a seven or an eight, to be honest with you. I really, you know, I had him on a couple of teams. I finally cut bait with him and I said adios. And it's just the kind of move you gotta make. So I'm not going to keep preaching to you guys here. I kind of already gave you the rant. If you got any specific questions, join Matt and I in subtext. You know, once again, completely free for 14 days. And you guys can hop on in there and ask us anything you need. If you like the experience, we definitely, you know, would appreciate it if you guys stay. If not, you know what? Come back around next time, next year when Fantasy Baseball fires up. Because that's when you're really going to need us. That's when all of, you know, the great advice comes out. Matt and I, I know I talked about missing on Jimenez, but we hit on a lot of guys coming into this year. And I think that's going to be the place to be, you know, going into next baseball season is the Diamond Club on our the subtext platform is just really, you know, useful. And Matt and I, everyone there has loved it. We've given a lot of great advice, you know, getting to know you guys is awesome. We really want to know more besides, you know, the fantasy baseball stuff. You know, Matt's having another kid. We've, you know, been chopping it up with a bunch of other guys that have kids. I mean, I don't have kids yet, but you know what? We talk about all this stuff. We even, you know, throw a little football stuff in there. If you guys want to talk football, we'll talk a little bit of football with you in the off season. But guys, that is all for me today. Thank you for, you know, uh, getting through the episode with me here you know going by myself so just make sure to like subscribe comment rate and review also shout out to our everydayers and new listeners for making locked on fantasy baseball your first listen each and every day and we're going to have a new episode on monday for you once again we're going to be talking about those waiver wire guys and you know who to trim the fat for if you're getting rid of these guys who are you going to pick up lock in with us on monday and we'll make sure you have all of those names but guys until then see you <laughs>